Welcome to pod one of the In Vino Fabulam, hashtag 3WE podcast. In wine, there is a story. Hi, Patrice. How are you? I'm doing great, Laura. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Um, we're going to chat every now and then about wine, women, stories. But I thought we'd get started on our first audio podcast talking about wine. I love to talk about wine. It's one of my favorite subjects. Me too. I think it's great. Um, jokingly, we kind of want to call this the 3WEDU Wine Bible Study based on a book that we may have in reference every now and then, um, Karen McNeil's The Wine Bible. You know, it's a religious episode we're going to get into, religious with wine, that is. <laughs> have you done a Bible study before, Patrice? I have never done a Bible study, no. So... I'm excited. I'm excited to have this experiential wine Bible study experience with you and all of our listeners. Well, I do live in the South, so I'm supposed to, but I'm not really a Texan. Um, But they do another kind of Bible study. So I'm going to treat this like that. We'll be religious as we talk about wine. Um, We're referring to sometimes the second edition uh, about wine in the book. And I just thought we'd talk about why wine matters and why we have a passion for it and why there's an interest and maybe our first kind of experiences with wine. Sure. So my, um, my brother actually is a wine connoisseur of sorts. And so he really is the one who first introduced me to the finer aspects of wine, as opposed to what one might drink back in their early college, early college days. So in my in my adult life, I've developed more of a taste for wine, the different types of wine. And I think for many of us, it speaks to friendship and joy and family and serves as a reminder of, you know, of, of good memories. I like that. Yeah. So I grew up in an Italian family, I think similar, similar to yours, my Canadian Italian family. Um, we always had wine at meals. So I had wine since I was younger and I associate it with good food, good company, conversations, um, coming together with familia and and growing up in a wine region, unfortunate that I grew up in the Niagara on Niagara the Lake, Niagara Falls area that has a, a great um, land for growing grapes and vineyards that we never were short on it. But getting exposed as an adult um, with a good friend of mine who is a sommelier and lives in Dallas now, uh, being exposed to different kinds of wines and gain a different palate, I guess, as you get older, you appreciate a little bit more. So like your brother, it sounds like having a mentor or a wine buddy to introduce and try things out is a good exposure. Yes, I like that. A wine, a wine mentor. I think everyone should, everyone should have a wine mentor. And, you know, you, you mentioned uh, living near the wine country. I, of course, grew up in the capital district of New York State, which was not wine country. But I currently live in Ithaca, and I've been here for four years and have not yet visited any of the wineries in this area. Oh, my gosh. I think the wine, Bi- the wine Bible study will be my inspiration to explore some of these wineries and maybe get some of them to share their story over a glass of wine. I think that needs to be fixed right away. I don't know what you're doing out there, but um, Ithaca is gorgeous. The Finger Lakes has lots of wineries, cideries, breweries. 
Um, but they're known for their grapes because you're not far from where um, I grew up. So um, mm-hmm. living in Texas, we also have a wine country, believe it or not. And it's – I never thought it was going to be anything of the same kind of caliber when you grew up around – vineyards and escarpments and and you're mm-hmm. used to having different kind of varietals around um but i'm surprised they grow a lot in the highlands of texas which is closer to um amarillo the little i guess the little holder of the texas up there in the high plains um so they ship a lot of those grapes because it's just drier and they ship a lot of that down the juices down and grow some varietals down in the hill country so um, I'm embracing the Texas wines, and you never know what you'll try because, as mm. my Somali friend said, it's not where it is so much from. It's it's really your palate and your taste, I think, for wine. Yes, I agree. I think that's that's very true. And I never I never did think of Texas as wine country. So one of these days, I'll come over there to visit, and we'll have to explore together. I, I I do have a wine tip that I learned recently, though. Please. Uh, and that is I never realized that, and maybe this is only in New York State and certain states, I'm not sure, but you can bring your own bottle of wine to just about any restaurant. And most of them will charge maybe like a $25 corking fee. But that's still, you could bring you know your own good bottle of wine and pay that corking fee and pay significantly less than you might otherwise pay for a bottle of wine that maybe does not meet your palate's tastes that is a good point so it depends on where you are and the regions you live in in the in in the u.s we have different strange liquor laws in different places um but um when it comes to wine there are lots of good questions about asking about a corking fee i love doing that in niagara because you're right a good bottle of wine could be 10 to 17 dollars and then a corking fee is less than a really quality bottle at the restaurant because you pay premium mm. price and we should put that on our question list uh for sommelier is why do we pay the premium price and the true value of wine that's going to go in my list so we'll add that one mm. to a future pod um the other thing i think is really fun to do is just trying um my tip is to just look at um the points on wines so you'll see different mm-hmm. ratings or whatnot um depending on where you go you can get them at everywhere from costco to your local grocery store um wegmans for my new york friends kroger for the ones in the south and whole foods and other places all around the country but they usually have like a 90 point or higher rating is usually um, mm-hmm. looked upon by the, the wine friends and you can find bottles from like 8.99 and up so there's nothing that's going to be a range that's not affordable and enjoyable and i always say wine is always paired best with friends and good food and on that note trader joe's also has the trader joe's where they do sell wine they typically have a very nice selection of economically priced wines and they do tastings do they not so they kind of have like some tastings here and there. yes yeah so you can try it on see if you like it um you don't mm-hmm. have to go to a vineyard to always taste because I've seen Kroger, our grocery store, has wine tastings every now and then. Or even, you never know, if you wander into a liquor store, they'll have a tasting of different things every now and then too. So try it if you ever see it. Stop. Yeah, so the the wine Bible that we might reference to could talk about the wines itself. Like we might pick out a region or we might pick a type of wine. And what we're hoping to do is talk about whether it's a country, a vintage, a cost, or things you should know. Um, We thought we'd pick up some tips and tricks um, from colleagues, from 
people who also talk about wine because there's loads of wine podcasts and uh, wine and something else podcasts. So we're going to use it as kind of like a lessons for us and lessons learned about wine and hopefully share mm-hmm. everything from pronunciation to uh, proper pours and what, what we kind of learned along the way. Cause I think you just learn as you go. Yes, I think you're right. And wine storage is another, I think, important area, both, you know, storage as far as how to store your wine while you're waiting to drink it, but also once you open your bottle of wine, you know, what are the best techniques for helping a bottle of wine last more than, you know, more than a day for those people that may not finish the entire bottle in one sitting? Who are those? I don't, I don't know those people. Oh, wait, I do. We, yes, you're right. Those are being more conscious is 2018. And you're thinking, hey, I'm just going to have one glass tonight. That's great. One yes. proper yeah. pour of glass. So, yeah. Yes. No, I, I think that is a really good idea. And I, I like that um, in reading this, the actual wine Bible and looking at some of the articles that we're thinking about talking about, um, I think there's some different things we can pick on and chew on. Um, and questions that we want you to ask, please let us know. We have an email in vinofabulum at gmail.com. And you can always tweet at the 3WEDU um, hashtag and or handle on Twitter. And we'd be happy to take questions. Uh, ask us to dig into a strange topic of why is the bottle shaped a certain way? Why um, do the sommeliers encourage you to swirl to who knows what temperature should I actually store my wine at? which is one that I'm with you. Storage is everything. And we'd also love to hear your stories. You know, what, what types of memories does wine bring to you? What do you, what do you think about when you enjoy a glass of wine? And, you know, how did you first get introduced to wine and develop your love and taste for it? Yeah. Wine's pretty young in the U S but I'd say there's some award winning ones from this country, which was fun. I watched the documentary of one of the first vineyards out in California beating out uh, the French vineyards and the French wines. Um, I think it was their Pinot or their Pinot Gris, and they beat out them. And it, I have to get now. I have to go back and reference this uh, documentary somewhere in my head. I, in the archives, it's gone. But I'll I'll go back and put a link to it. Um, they talk about um, just how they won the first varietals and how they started to grow them and it's a massive like California has the uh, powerhouse and I know that um, mm-hmm. Mondavi is one of the big leaders he does a lot of mentoring of vineyards that kind of grow up in other places so one of the ones mm-hmm. we go to in the hill country he was there kind of as a yeah like a mentor or guide for the vineyard uh, one of the vineyards were members of um, Becker and he went to talk with Dr. Becker about how to set it up, where he should think about getting grapes from, because you can't grow every kind of grape in every kind of region. So maybe we'll talk about that at some point too. You know, and another thing that I would love to talk about and hear from people is those people who make their own wine. Now that's mm. something that I've never tried, although I have imbibed upon wine that was made by people I know. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear just some stories about that. Yeah, I'm impressed about people making their own wine. And if you are from an Eastern com- an Eastern European or Western European country, you might be one of those folks listening. Uh, I think about, like, my fr- not my father, but my friend's dad and my dad's friends uh, often made it in the basement. And they'd have mm-hmm. a big vat. Um, I, don't, I don't know how people are storing it, but uh, 
some did not store as well and it turned into vinegar. Some did really well and it tasted great. Yes, I was just having a conversation with somebody today about making wine in your basement. And what I've, what I've heard from, from friends of mine who make their own wine, they say that the highlight really is the opportunity to make your own label for the mm-hmm. wine. So for those of you that do that, um, we'd love to see your labels. So if you want to share a little picture of them along with the hashtag 3WEDU. So what would your label be, Patrice, if you were making your own wine? Oh, that's an excellent question. I don't know what mine is, but I have to, like I just I, I, I a may coffee have, I company may have with to my think name on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. Uh, I was wondering uh, there's uh, and what kind of wine would you make is the other question. So we'll have to think about that one. That's a challenge for you. Yeah. Yes. That will be our topic for our next podcast. What what kind of wine and what's your label <laughs> going to be? Yeah, no, I definitely think there's some creative packagings of wine, and there's been fun bottles along the way, and I we may have stored some in our house for a while as a decor, and maybe I regret now just getting rid of a couple, but I'll have to dig into some old bottles and, and think about labels that I really like, um, but there's mm. a few fun ones out there, and the fun ones aren't always the best tasting ones, but you learn, but you never know. Don't always judge a book by its cover, right? Yes. And sometimes it's just fun to have a fun bottle of wine on your shelf. Exactly. Um, but you should be storing your bottles uh, flat, no? Yes, that you is correct. The empty bottle? And preferably in a wine refrigerator or better yet, wine cellar if you have one. I wish we had a wine cellar. Um, yeah, no, we don't, we don't have as many basements in Texas, so that's unfortunate. So if you're in a basement zone, use that well. Well, I think we can talk about, and you and I are kind of pondering questions about wine and things we want to know. Why, why is this? And we might pick one for an episode, and if we want a question from answered or question asked and answered, uh, please let us know. And we'd be happy to dig into some research because that's we like doing that. And if we have to research mm-hmm. wine, so be it. Yes, if I must. Yeah, twist our wine-filled hands. Um, we're. I'm not drinking wine tonight, sadly. Are you, Patrice? I actually, I am drinking wine tonight, and it is a the first time I've tried this particular wine. For those of you that have watched and listened to our previous podcast, you'll, you will uh, frequently find me drinking a bottle of Turley wine. And tonight I'm trying a cab from Turley. And I must say it is, has met and exceeded my expectations. Where's Turley from? It is in California. Nice. And there's actually a connection to Cornell. The uh, the daughter of the person who started the Turley Vineyard is a Cornell alum. Oh, cool. Nice. An alumni wine. I like that. Um, what does it taste like to you? What kind of uh, food might you eat that with if you're snacking or eating with that? Hmm. Well, since I am not a, um, a meat eater a red you know red meat eater that would not be on my list but i think that this would be an excellent wine to go along with my favorite meal which is fra diavolo oh, nice. or any other italian meal but that's my favorite nice so some sauce some spice that's good 
Yes. I like yep. it. it. It would be a perfect, perfectly counteract a little spiciness. Excellent. Um, I am not going to have wine for a little bit, but I might have someone, uh, some wine at our next talk and I'll share, I'll share what's in my cup with you then. Um, thinking about, uh, where we're going to begin. Um, if you have questions for wine, um, we've given some hints. If you want us to hit on a country, a region, a bottle type, a question you might have, um, I have a sommelier that's sort of on hand and we have friends that we'd love to reach out to any excuse to talk mm-hmm. to friends at Vineyards. Um, is always welcome as well. And I think learning about wine is super fun. And some of you are in or around industries that also grow wines. And if you want to talk about a connection to where you work in your wine, um, we like that too. So we support that. Yes. And I feel like a, a wine road trip may need to be in our future. Yeah, it's imperative since you just said earlier in the podcast that you've never been to <laughs> Ithaca's winery, so that needs to be corrected. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> she should not have yeah. admitted that on her first pod, but that's okay. Honesty. I appreciate that. Yes, I'm all about transparency. <laughs> Except in your wine. Um, so for, yeah. for tonight, well, we're going to end this podcast now. If you have questions, you want to chat with us, find us on Twitter, find us by email and we'll put all the links into our show notes that we'll post on SoundCloud and you'll see it on Apple Podcasts. So thanks for tuning in until we whine again. Thanks everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.